call my husband. Mm. He likes to read comics, and you know he's hooked on phonics. And she stays cool, calm, and composed. And like Snoop said, she don't love them hoes. <laughs> Yours is way better. Oh, no, it's fine. <laughs> I stole from a rapper. So that's like, it's not great. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Life Well Spent with Garrett and Amber. I'm Garrett. I'm Amber. I'm Garrett. And I'm Amber. Ace is in the corner. Hopefully he won't whine this yeah, time. No cats. we got no cats in the room. <laughs> uh, Amber was uh, out for a little bit today, and we've got a cat, Lilu, that uh, we're, we've got a love-hate relationship, and she kept like jumping up on my lap, which is fine. Not uh, cats, It's cute. She wants the attention. Cats, cats will do what cats will do. Right. But I'd be petting her, and then all of a sudden she's like, oh, well, now we're fighting. <laughs> and, like, no, you know, she just grabs my hand and starts biting, and I'm... Within, like, a split second, yeah. too, I feel like. Yeah, she's just, uh, she's a farm cat. So. Yeah. Anywho, enough of Garrett bitching about cats. How you doing, honey? I, I'm doing well. Yeah. I'm doing good, yeah. Um, had some fun one-on-one time with Cash today. Um, you were out kind of... Yeah, thank you, by the way. Baby's, baby's was... afternoon off. Yeah, I, I think that... I put it in my calendar. I put baby's day off. Did you really? Yeah, like, <laughs> in the movie, just so I, I didn't schedule something. That um, was that was a really fun surprise. Yeah. Um, yeah, got surprised by two of my best friends, and they came, picked me up, took me out, to treated me to lunch, and mm-hmm. did one of those wine and painting days, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. got a nice little Santa hanging on the wall over there now. Yeah, yeah, it looks really good. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, it was nice. Cash and I went to Freddy's because mm-hmm. I saw a video of some people eating a smash burger earlier today. I was like, ooh, that looks good. Um, <laughs> and so we went to Freddy's, and then it was nice. We uh, parked uh, next to this park. Cash got out of his uh, kid's seat, and he sat in the uh, passenger side seat next to me, and it turns out he likes uh, shoestring fries. Oh, who doesn't? Yeah, yeah, I told him, oh, it's fun to, best. fun to keep learning stuff about you, buddy. Didn't mm-hmm. know you liked shoestring. So, yeah, good afternoon, and... We're excited to be uh, bringing you another podcast. Yeah, this is this is absolutely like one of the highlights of our Saturday. Yeah, if not the, if not the highlight. Week. Yeah, <laughs> if not the week, yeah. it's my highlight of the week for sure. It, yeah, it's a good time where we get to talk and connect, and uh, you know, if if some people enjoy listening to us uh, fuss around and talk about pop culture stuff, that's just icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. So. Uh oh, eh, geez, this is the first time uh, I don't have up a little an, an itinerary, and of course, before recording, I was like, "Well, like, we got this." Yeah, we know what we're doing, <laughs> and now I'm already like, "Uh, what's what's next?" Yeah, uh, do we talk about history? What is this podcast? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't remember who started last week, but wife, if you wouldn't mind, what have you been into this week? Oh, um, I have been watching Trial 4 on Netflix. It's a really good documentary about a man called Sean Ellis. Back in 93, I believe, he was like 18 or 19, was um, convicted of a first-degree murder that he claims he's innocent of. So he spent 22 years in prison for a crime he didn't commit. And so it, it went over his whole case and how corrupt the Boston Police Department allegedly was during that time. Uh, so it was fascinating. Mm-hmm. I've been hooked on that for the past like three or four days. That was fun. Anytime I'd, you know, I'd be hanging on the office, uh, watching a, watching something on YouTube or playing video games, um, or getting caught up on work. I'd come in and, you know, you'd like almost immediately start diving into what, you know, 
And what I was watching. This guy's doing this, <laughs> but he was doing this, and he's suspected of doing this. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like, that's that seems... It's just a crazy, crazy incredibly case. Incredibly fascinating, yeah. You think, I mean, you think it's like black and white, and then the more somebody new will come in and find new mm. evidence, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, you don't realize what happens behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. You listened to the first season of Serial. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Do you think this is better than Serial? Oh, God. Can you compare them? Like, are they com- comparable? I don't know if I can really compare them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it seems like at least this one has finality, has a conclusion. Right. Is that yes. is that because I, I, I didn't watch the final episode? Yeah, or it does. Any of the full episodes? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's got so that over serial. It does. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, when it, when it comes to that, I think it's definitely obviously better just because you yeah. you don't feel hung up on the end. But yeah, um, no, they're they're both amazing. Yeah, I love serial. Yeah. But awesome. Yeah. Very nice. What have you been into? Well, oh, I know one thing God. you've been into. One that I've been working up a sweat plan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. One of the things. So, we got a Oculus Rift headset a little while ago, which has been a ton of fun. And Super Hot VR was on sale. Uh, some people may have played Super Hot before. It's the idea of the game is that you are in this simulation and you've got to defeat. Uh, the, the enemies around you. The major catch is that nothing moves if you don't move. Time is s- stops. Which you think it would be like pretty easy, but it's not. It takes a lot of strategy, a lot of thinking. And uh, yeah, and then once, uh, you know, if you're playing on a console, you start moving joysticks around or something, then the world starts moving around you. Same thing if, uh, you know, if you throw something at a person or shoot the gun when that bullet's moving, time moves. So you've got to kind of position yourself correctly or get ready to dodge. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, with the headset on, it's all, like, it's you. Like, if <laughs> I told Amber if I was a secret agent, I'd be the worst secret agent ever because <laughs> I would be in this gunfight with these dudes, and there's stuff you can crouch behind in this virtual virtual world. So I'd, like, kind of be crouch. I'd be laying on our office floor, like, prone, and then just, like, <laughs> shooting up over shooting something. a gun yeah and then i do it and like it'd be it's like it would show that you complete it and i just go okay and i'd like have to like push myself up and my knees were hurting i was Our like oh age. my god yeah yeah i just i felt like such an old man like we're a, getting old honey. i felt like an old chicago police officer uh-huh. just like yeah yeah two weeks till <laughs> retirement uh it was really cool though it was quick uh I beat the the main kind of story portion pretty quickly, mm-hmm. but it's one that I'll definitely be going back to. As much as Beat Saber, you can work up a sweat. Mm-hmm. This one's very similar, and I like that it's a little less. You know, it's you know you're not just gonna kind of be moving your arms and maybe ducking every once in a while. Like you know, it's it's, a lot it's more kind active. of a it's a full body experience. Yeah, I like with video the games that you're yeah. more active with. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also, I watched New Mutants the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love superhero movies. I'm a big Marvel fan. Uh, that being said, I don't. I'm less of a fan of Fox's uh, X Men movies. They're fine. Mm-hmm. I think they're. I think they're. At their best, they're really good. At their worst, they're just. Uh, pretty much unwatchable. Um, Such a bummer. Yeah, this one. I heard somebody say that New Mutants, like they said it was the worst of the newer ones. Uh, 
There was a, I think it was like the fourth X-Men movie that came out. I didn't really watch that one. Mm-hmm. I just knew, like, it, everybody was talking about how bad it was, and I was just like, ah, I didn't I didn't really like the one with Apocalypse anyways. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to watch one after that. So I watched this one, and I liked that it was, it felt like more, more like a teen movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's the demographic they were going for. Uh, but it felt like it was either rushed out or maybe Fox knew that Disney was about to buy them up. So they're like, we're not going to pump any more money into this movie. Mm-hmm. So there's, it just kind of feels a little, little cheap. Some of the CG at the end is really good. I'll give it that. Okay. Like the final battle actually, I was like, okay, I'm kind of back into this, which usually for like Marvel movies, the movie's really good. Mm-hmm. The, the first two thirds and then yeah. the last one's always just a big dumb explosion fight right you know uh, this one it had a big fight at the end but at least i was like okay i can see you get some money on the screen mm-hmm. um but uh boy some of the characters they're putting up they're doing accents and oh, it's terribly distracting yeah the the kid from stranger things he plays I don't remember any of the characters' names. The kid that gets taken to the Upside Down in the first oh, episode, his yes. older brother. Yes. He's in this movie, and he has like a like a southern, like a maybe Kentucky accent. Oh, interesting. It is terribly distracting. Oh. And then the girl that was in The Witch. The I think, blonde? Yeah, I think this is right. Mm-hmm. Hopefully I'm not confusing her with another white blonde girl. <laughs> uh, she plays uh, this character named Ileana Rasputin. Mm-hmm. As you can imagine, she's very Russian, and that Russian accent is like, boy, it's thick, bad, bad. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna well, be really embarrassed if it turns out. I I know the uh, I know the gentleman is like a Brit or something, mm-hmm. um, but I don't think she's Russian. If she's Russian and I'm a dumb American, I have no <laughs> idea. So that one was disappointing. It had some good parts. It's one that I'd be interested in watching again because I think there might be enough good pockets of character work or actor performances Mm -hmm. that it'd be worth it. But a lot of the shots are boring. It's shot like like an episode of Supernatural or something. A lot Mm. of just kind of lazy, stagnant shots. That's disappointing. Yeah, they're not interesting shots. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a lot of times it's visually very boring. Ah, oh, it's a bummer. But, uh, you know, it wasn't the worst thing I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. That would, I wonder what that would be. I was going to say, we saw a lot of movies in October, yeah. honey. <laughs> it was probably that haunted house one. Oh yeah. You weren't really a fan of the that house, house or house is October built. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And not to, not to disparage a movie anybody liked. We had some friends recommend that to us. That's, it, it just, it didn't do it for me. It wasn't for mm-hmm. me. So. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I've been into this week. We haven't watched the third episode of Mandalorian yet. I'm really excited to watch that. We might try and watch that tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we should. I've been loving. Uh, we watched the first two episodes, and it's been phenomenal. Yeah, they do a great job in those. Love it. Love that show. At first, so. I, I think the very first episode. Oh, no, my phone oh, is quacking. Oh, your phone. You're quacking. Oh, I'm such a. <laughs> I'm going to vamp while she checks her phone. <laughs> All right, which, which telemarketer is calling you now? Which? Someone from Denver, Colorado. Oh, we don't know anybody in Denver. I don't know Denver. I've never been to Denver. I love it when I, there's like um, a number that pops up to a, 
a place that I haven't even ever heard of or, yeah. you know, an area code that I've never seen. I'm like, eh, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Honey, does your uncle live in Saskatchewan? <laughs> <laughs> or when you answer and you're like, hi, this is Amber. And they're like, hi, is Amber there? I'm like, clearly you didn't yeah. hear me. So you're yeah. a robot. Earlier today, I got, I got the one that always makes me mad for some reason. Um, answer the phone and I always answer, Hey, this is Garrett or this is Garrett Burton with, no, I say, <laughs> I say this is Garrett with, AT. this is Garrett with AT real estate. And I, and there's a slight pause and ha is Garrett there? Oh, like, I hate you, those. You they try to make them like super personable. You, you know? hillbilly robot. That makes <laughs> me oh, so a robot mad. Can't have an accent. No. Yeah. Never. Drives me nuts. So, <laughs> all right. Well, last week I assigned to my wife. Mm-hmm the assignment <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what to we, call we these. still have no idea what to call this I guess um yes yeah your assignment was to read house of m i've got a trade paperback um of course with a lot of big marvel comics events um this is just the mainline house of m comics i think there's maybe six no seven or eight in there is that right gosh i don't even know it's do you want to look yeah might say on here let's see doesn't really matter oh collecting house of m number one through eight um so of course there's going to be a bunch of spinoff comics like spider-man uh 257 uh, and 258 or house of m tied in comics and mm-hmm. everything like that so this is just the mainline comics and then uh, my wife assigned to me to look into down the rabbit hole mm-hmm. uh written by holly madison an ex-Playboy bunny that dated yeah. Hugh Yeah, I've got the full title here. Okay, Down the Rabbit Hole, Curious Adventures and Cautionary Tales of a Former Playboy Bunny by Holly Madison. Uh, do you want to go first? Do I want to go first? Do we want to rock, paper, scissors? Oh, we can go rock, paper, scissors. That yeah, might be fun. That'll be great for the podcast. Right. They can All totally right. see this. Best of one. Okay. One, two, three. Ooh, I win. I totally won. She's lying. I won. <laughs> I won, so I choose... I married a liar, you guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, you want me to go first or you want to go first? I, I'm really fascinated to know what you found out, so I want you to go cool. first. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's get this out of the way. Didn't read the book. It's like 377 pages. Totally I, fine. I could read that in a week. Nah, what am I? Yeah. Okay, come on. Dumb brag. <laughs> <laughs> I can read. I can read books quickish. No, I just, I, I don't really, I didn't feel like I had the time. Or the inclination, to be honest, to read this. I thought it was fascinating um, when I got into it, but I really don't kind of feel the need to read the book. Yeah. Uh, but something that I felt was worth talking about is not just the book, but kind of the fallout of the book. Because this, this month is all about dysfunctional families. Yeah. And this book had a rippling effect throughout Playboy in general. Mm-hmm. Not too massive, but uh, Holly kind of does it to herself. And I'm sure she knew what she was doing when she published this book or, or wrote this book. I'm sure a company published it, but let's get into it. So uh, this book was released uh, years after, uh, oh, The Girls Next Door. That's what it's Is that called. what it was called? Okay. Yes, thank you. Uh, it was a, The Girls Next Door was this show about Holly Madison and uh, – of course, I'm going to... The other one's like Kendra. That's it. Kendra and a third one. The third one seemed nice. I don't know. 
I can't remember. Um, but this was all about them. They were like the primary girlfriends of Hugh Hefner at that time. For a while, right? When the show was aired. I believe so. Um, I know he, he had more girlfriends, less girlfriends, different girlfriends. Uh, but all of the girls at some point left. And maybe eight years later or so, Holly Madison released this book. Mm-hmm. And it is a tell-all about her experience at the Playboy Mansion. Mm-hmm. And it got a lot of press and interest because it's it's a tell-all book. It's kind of a... Almost like a taboo it, feel, maybe? Well, it just talks about what other people didn't feel they needed to or wanted to talk about, I suppose. Like, it talks about how uh, Hugh would basically have sex with all the girls Mm -hmm. and none of the girls wanted to admit it um, or would admit it. Uh, The book stipulates that, uh, of course, Hugh Hefner was an avid Viagra user. He was like 80 or something, of course. Like, I'm sure he wouldn't deny that. That's shame in that game. No, that's that's not like lascivious or whatever. But um, I guess one night they were out partying. He offered her a quaalude. According to her, she said, I don't do drugs. And he said something to the effect of back in the day, we called these knee spreaders, thigh oh, spreaders, wow. something like that. That's like, that's, that's gross. That's that gross. is absolutely gross. But he's an 80 year old man. Like, which doesn't make it grosser. No, no but, like but the, grosser. the idea of like, <laughs> he was probably doing this in the seventies and you know, it, he, he ran play, playboy magazine. Mm-hmm. Like he was probably a boys club. I'm not excusing that behavior. Yeah. But I'm sure he had a bunch of hangers on. They were like, oh, Hugh, that's so funny. That's mm. so funny, the idea of giving girls gr- drugs and then they can't, like, you know, keep their knees closed. Like, the, yeah. anyways. Um, but I think the fact that Holly, she talked about how something Hugh liked was kind of he would, he liked to watch the girls kind of play with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holly Madison more or less described it as like none of us were really into it. it it didn't seem like any of the girls were or at least the ones that she recollected were were bisexual or gay or anything they were just kind of fooling around with each other for hugh's amusement mm-hmm. uh something else that i thought was interesting is even when he would have uh, sex with the girls he would always go somewhere else and finish supposedly by himself hmm. yeah which interesting yeah wouldn't be my choice, but weird. I know. I don't understand that. I, she said well, he's an old man. Like he has a schedule. So maybe that was just his, his routine that he could figure out. It's like, okay, I know I can't get there with someone or, else. I know how to take care of myself. Let me go take care of myself. Sort of I thing. I almost wonder if that was also another way to not get a girl pregnant accidentally. Cause there was a point I remember watching girl next door in Hollywood be like, I want a baby with you. I want it to be a bomb, you know? Yeah. Um, I wonder if, because he, there was like no way that the girls could even like possibly get any of the sperm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting. Boy, I that, don't know. Yeah, that could be. I don't, I don't know. know. Um, also something Holly talks about is when she decided that she wanted to leave Playboy Mansion cause she talked about, uh, dealing with depression. She just didn't feel of value. You know, being a Playboy bunny, you are just... One of many. Yes, you know? and your only value is your looks. Mm-hmm. I got to imagine that's that's kind of hard to deal with day in and day out. Mm-hmm. A lot of yeah. pressure, I feel like. Yes. Um, so she eventually uh, split up with Hugh, decided to leave. She suggests in her book that she was getting ready to leave. She's packing up, and 
Hugh left out a copy of his will. And in the will, he had written that once he passed, like, he'd leave her millions of dollars. Mm. And she said, at that point, I didn't care. It wasn't about the money. I just wanted to out. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, sounds kind of desperate. But she's, she also suggests that he was emotionally abusive. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, some, some really dark stuff. Uh, I, again, didn't read the book. Just, just from her own words. I watched some interviews. And uh, it, it seemed like uh, she was going through a really tough time. Uh, first, Is she the first one to leave within the I don't, trio? I don't know. I can't remember. No idea. Okay. No clue. I know she she seemed like she wanted to be kind of the Hughes. She would eventually transition into Hughes' only girl, and they mm-hmm. would have a baby. She'd have a house across the street. That's something she talked about wanting. And that, that all just kind of fell apart. Uh, mm-hmm. So I read a couple of reviews on Amazon. Uh Right now, it's in at a 4.2 out of 5, which is really strong, mm-hmm. uh, primarily. Good reviews. Uh, and I wanted to read the the one-star reviews just to see, uh, just, just to see, because I feel like this is a very controversial book, mm-hmm. and I feel like women that, a, a trend that came up in this book, uh, or the reviews, rather, were people saying, like, Oh, she lived in this house and she got all this free stuff. She had an allowance for clothing and, you know, she was living the good life. Uh, and now she's playing the victim, like, and uh, people called the book petty. Mm. Um, you know, she just threw everybody under the bus, uh, which was fascinating. One of the people that she threw under the bus was uh, Kendra, one of the one of the girls that was on. Um, honestly, probably my favorite girl on that show. I didn't watch a ton of it, but I watched enough to be like, oh, Kendra, she's fun. She's got a dopey laugh, and she's... Mm-hmm. Like the sporty one. Y- yeah. yeah. I was big into Sporty Spice when I was a kid, too, so I just <laughs> I gravitate. Matches up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, apparently, like, Holly kind of talked about how Kendra was very fake and, and didn't like her, didn't care for her. So like fully went after Kendra. And I think hmm. that that might be where some people get some, some bad vibes is like, why is she just taking a shot at a person right. that was in the house with her? Like, and yes. Yeah, so I, I don't, I have no problems with somebody being in a somewhat in a, in a, I would say a prosperous situation, but coming out the other end being like, that was really bad for me mentally and emotionally. Oh yeah. That's fine. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to write a book like this, the idea, I think, just like in comedy, is to punch up. Mm-hmm. If she's going after Hugh Hefner, Hugh was fine. I mean, eventually he'd die, but so do we all. Mm-hmm. But he was fine. Like, who cares? This is, That would probably just drive more people to Playboy.com or whatever was happening <laughs> at that time. I think the, the print magazine might have been defunct at that point. I have no idea mm. if it's still being released. I don't know either. I haven't been into a Barnes & Noble in a minute, so I haven't looked for a Playboy. Um, I just, I don't know. So, uh, but still he is fine. Like just talk all the shit you want about Hugh Hefner. He's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Taking a swipe at Kendra, I thought was kind of, kind of dumb. Like, I don't know if she took swipes at any other people, Mm -hmm. but you know, I wonder, I mean, because this is all basically like her perspective and her life living in the mansion. Right. 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 So I guess if it, if Kendra made her way into the book, that kind of makes you realize like. You know, maybe that was kind of a big deal to Holly then. Maybe, yeah. I you mean, know. it's got to. I have a theory that, surprise, surprise, it ties into professional wrestling. So, 
no way. Everybody get a pillow, prepare for a nap, because I'm going to talk briefly <laughs> about wrestling world terminology. So if there's two wrestlers that are fighting, mm-hmm. uh, it's called heat. Okay. You know, um, there's there's like people talk about real heat. So like if, if something is kind of spilling out of the world of wrestling into real life, mm-hmm. like if dudes are bi- like fighting each other, yelling at each other in the locker room, that's genuine heat. Okay. Like they actually, they're mad at each other. I've also only watched wrestling for like the past two years. So if I'm getting some of this <laughs> wrong, give me a break. Uh, but uh, something, there's something called a work. Mm-hmm. A work is, especially in this modern era, if like Sasha Banks and Bailey are, or you know, what would be another good example? Like Sasha Banks and Asuka are getting at each other on Twitter. They're mm-hmm. like just calling each other out. I think Alexa Bliss does it fairly often with some of her opponents. It's a work. They're not really mad at each other. They're just kind of drumming up because, you know, world wrestling, WWE, um, probably all the big wrestling outlets, it's it's all a big multimedia mm-hmm. enterprise. Yeah. It's not just wrestling anymore. It's, uh, you know, it's on YouTube, it's social media, all that stuff. Um, so if you want to drum up some interest for a match coming up, you know, you call Alexa Bliss a shithead. And well, I feel like that also kind of uh, happens with any celebrities, whether it be like singers whose album might be coming out. They might come up with like a, you know, their media relations person might come up with a right. fake story or something. Yeah. So my my theory and my hope is that this is uh, this is a work is I mean, Holly talks about how she didn't like Kendra, doesn't like Kendra in the interview. She's like, no, we're not friends. You know, we don't talk. My hope is that that's that's a lie. And that she specifically like reached out to Kendra or Kendra's people. I was like, Hey, like I want to throw you under the bus in this book. That way you can get some interviews. You can get some airtime. If there's something you want to push, you can push it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to bring you up with me, you know? Um, I I don't know that that's the case. I don't know that Kendra plugged anything when that stuff was happening. So it might've just been her taking a swipe for swipe sakes. And Mm -hmm. probably if she called out another bunny, uh, that was, you know, famous for being on that show, that would probably continue to generate heat, mm-hmm. uh, you know, interest on that book. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, I, I kind of wish it was a work just because, I don't know, they both seem nice enough, I guess. Yeah. Macaulay seems driven, but that's not a bad thing. That's not, uh, no. you know, that doesn't necessarily make somebody evil. Um, you know, if she kind of felt these genuine emotions when she was in the house and leaving the house. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, she wants to publish a book. Put some food on her family's table. Right. I can't be mad at that. No. He, you know, Hugh, she... Hugh Hefner's been putting money on his. Does he have kids? Oh, my, the cat's back, you guys. <laughs> Can you at least meow or something? Oh, she's been meowing this whole time. Yeah, outside the door, though. Meow into the <laughs> mic. Be productive. Lila, say hi. No? Okay. Anywho. I was going to joke and say squeeze her a little bit, but that's not funny. Oh, that's we should, not, I know. That's, mean. <laughs> that was, that's not a good joke. I should never even said it. So, um, Did you ever find out any like rules that the girls had to follow that were weird uh, you know, or a lot crazy? Of, so I obviously went off of interviews. And in these mm-hmm. interviews, she doesn't want to... Disclose like, yeah, all the Yeah, because you got a book to sell. Yeah. Um, you know, it just... Like I said, she talks about how you're only valued for your looks. So I'm sure those were kind of the rules is like, you know, keep up your personal hygiene. Um, I saw an interview she had with Sway and basically she's said something along 
like somebody joked about her putting on some weight if if she were to put on weight in the house and she'd be like oh yeah i'd be gone in a second like you know you are there's there's no true value it's all surface level um and again i i imagine that'd get that'd get really tough and i don't know like there there's of course and hugh released a statement not long after the book came out saying you know, some people just want to rewrite history to stay relevant, I believe is what he said. Mm. Which I think a lot of people, even even Kendra, like she got mad because she got thrown under the bus. She's mm-hmm. like, she said something along the lines, like, along the lines of, nobody's going to defend Hugh. He's such a nice guy. He's not going to go after her. So I'm out here. I'm defending Playboy and Hugh. Uh, which, sure. I mean, that's that's cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I, I think that, I think she, if she, if it wasn't a work, she was pissed off that she was thrown under the bus and good for her. If she saw an opportunity to, to find some more means to make some money. I have no idea what Kendra does in her daytime. She may not need it. She may have really come out to defend herself. I I think there's a, there's a gray area that is nobody wanted to truly hurt anybody. Mm-hmm. They just wanted to make some money. Yeah. And I don't think that's, that's not inherently evil or bad or un- dishonest. Unless she's like defaming them by what she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Then I could see that being but like. But again, even if she said some bogus shit about Hugh, he's, he's going to be very fine. Well off, Who yeah. cares? Mm-hmm. That's like, uh, you know, if an NFL player calls a, calls a owner, a you know, a dickhead, it's like, cares he's a owner of an nfl team he will be fine you know Mm -hmm. um again punching up is i don't think is a necessarily a bad thing of course there's there's shots below the belt if you bring up you know some a terrible tragedy in someone's life that's not your story horrible horrible yes but if you're just saying you know um he wasn't he was mean and manipulative to me like I don't think anybody's picking up a Playboy magazine because they think Hugh is the nicest guy in the world. Mm-hmm. So I I don't see any fault in this in her publishing this story. Um, I I do understand some people saying like, oh well, she you know, she had the goose that laid the golden egg, mm-hmm. and then she got out. She got what she wanted. She got out, and now she's writing a book, defaming them mm-hmm. uh, to get some more money. I guess I guess I could see how that'd be frustrating, but mm-hmm. I I I personally just don't really I don't really care one way or another, mm-hmm. um, which is not really a that's not a hot take. I mean, I, don't I, care. I, I was more <laughs> fascinated with the whole subject just because that's not a normal life for somebody to no, live. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, who comes? <laughs> I mean, the way that I heard that he would you know meet these women is that they would come to their his parties at Playboy Mansion. And he would yeah. say, like, hey, that one there. And somebody would approach that woman and say, hey, Hugh's really interested in you. And then that kind of snowballs into her being one of the girlfriends. That is very cultish. That's that's, that's just... pretty cultish. There's, there's you know, uh, some – not to directly, you know, relate uh, the Playboy Mansion and the late Hugh Hefner to a cult. But, I mean, that is a practice. There's There's cults where they have people that are on the ground. They will go into communities and be like, hey, you know, they'll just talk to people. And if they see somebody who may be kind of receptive to what they're saying, then they'll, yeah. you know, oh, you should come to a meeting. And then, you know, if they're real receptive, oh, you should meet, mm-hmm. you know, our 
glorious leader and then three months later you know you're sharing your wife and you've lost your testicles like, like how okay so my thing i kind of lost like, the thread there but no. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you know hugh has to know that these women are just using him to get yeah you know whether it be material stuff or later on they might get a deal with you know i don't know a reality tv show like kendra went on getting her own reality tv show yeah holly madison had their own too yeah and their own fame and fortune right um so to be one of those girls to come in knowing full well like you know they're not going to be 100 percent into hugh hefner you know and i've heard that many of the girls had boyfriends on the side and they just kind of had to hide it you know what i mean yeah um I think Kendra had a boyfriend, had Hank, I think was his name. Oh, yeah. On the side towards the end there yeah, for a couple I, of years, He maybe. was even in the show, wasn't he? He would show up in the show, maybe? With the girls next door? I think so. I don't know, yeah. maybe. It's been a while. Who knows, It's yeah. been a hot minute. Uh, hmm. um, but, you know, like, they'd have to hide it, and because they'd have to have this facade, like, oh, Hugh is, you know, this ultimate playboy, and he's got all these women still. Yeah. And it's just, that's just fascinating to me, like both sides, like Hugh knowing that the girls are just there to use him. Yeah. So I guess it is kind of ruining the image mm-hmm. of the, even if, even if no one, no adult in their right mind is like, well, yeah, all these 20 something women are attracted to this 80 year old man. Right. Like that's uh, sure. Maybe one or two could have, that's cool. Like, but it's. And maybe you grow to love him. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, in the interviews, Holly said, like, oh, I loved his personality. He was, he, when he would, you know, he could be very sweet and very kind and mm-hmm. funny. Um, but, yeah, they. I, I even saw a couple of, like, clips from the show. And they just talk to him like he's a toddler or their grandpa. You oh. know, it's so weird to see him talk to him like, like it's like, oh, that's if you ever talk to me the way those women talk to you, Hefner, <laughs> and it's not a mean way. It's just like, uh, like oh, a demeaning. That, that's so great, Hugh. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Like it's, but it's you could tell it's like, from like a motherly, like y- yeah, almost maternal. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Almost like they're his caretakers or something. Were his caretakers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, wow. uh, so yeah, maybe he was worried. That some people were so like, so believed in the idea of Hugh being the ultimate playboy that it would hurt the business, the brand somehow. Mm-hmm. I I guess that's a thought. I I wonder if you really thought like, yeah, all these women are into me. Who knows? Some people get. I mean, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Maybe he just and they're attracted to had, the power. I don't. Yeah, know. he had all those. You know. Yes, men and women around him that he truly mm-hmm. believed that he was a sex symbol till the day he died. I mean, he was a good-looking guy when he was younger. Oh, sh- well, yeah. You know. Uh, absolutely, in the 60s. Right? <laughs> Coming off a slice of hue, you know, but not not in, like, 2008. Yeah. Uh, he's, you know, time comes for us all. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, this is, this is the punching up portion. Right. He was old and not attractive in his... In his Later days. <laughs> I'm sure his estate doesn't care that I say that because I am a I'm a man in northern Colorado that, you know, has a five followers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> five followers of the podcast and just paying his mortgage, trying to make their way. So Hugh obviously he did fine financially in his life. Mm-hmm. Uh hopefully he didn't cause too much destruction through his life that's all we can kind of shoot for uh 
something that Holly said that I liked was she said, I wrote this book for my daughter because, you know, I want her to know that you you can always change your story. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can rewrite your own narrative. Yeah. If you're in a situation that is not healthy for you, you can get out because I got out. I think that's cool. Whether or not you believe it. Yeah, I don't think it believe, I don't think it matters whether or not you believe it. That is just a good message. Mm-hmm. If you can take that message from the story, then it's from the from the novel, then it's great. You mm-hmm. know, that's vital. That's a yeah. that's a vital message for anybody, especially young women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, that is my somewhat <laughs> research on the book. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't mind reading it. Um, if we get back into Audible or something, that it might be kind of a fun Audible to listen to. Yeah. Together. Mm-hmm. Yeah on a road trip or something whenever we can do that again yeah yeah (laughs) another lockdown doesn't happen yes uh so that is what i did this week did you enjoy listening to all that stuff yes yeah i did uh i watched some like interviews from like daytime shows there was one interview i don't remember it was some show I'd never seen, but it was just funny to kind of see daytime talk show stuff. I've I'd mm-hmm. never watched that stuff, so it was interesting to see that kind of interaction. And the, the interview that I thought was the most realistic was she showed up on Sway in the Morning, I think is what it was called. Oh, wow. And I, I feel like Sway just wanted to be uh, Howard Stern because <laughs> he's just asking her about sex. Like, uh. oh, you know. You, you had to play with the other girls, right? Like, did you have girlfriends? And constantly asking about the sex. And there's, like, at least four or five women in the recording booth with him. Mm-hmm. Finally, they're just like, Sway, shut up. Like, you know. <laughs> Move on, man. Tell us about your mental health during this period. Like, yeah. And, you know, how about your daughter? Like, that's where I got the whole daughter quote of I wrote this for my daughter. Mm-hmm. was because somebody asked a genuinely great question of, like, would you allow your daughter to uh, pose naked? For, mm-hmm. for magazines or whatever and and she said like no it's just i for me it wasn't a really good path i don't think it'd be a good f- path for my daughter so i would discourage her mm-hmm. from doing it oh my god we got our first kid break guys kid break, kid break. <laughs> another successful kid break in the books kid Everybody, break kid break you gotta love them you know i think a fun safe drinking game would mm-hmm. be if you drink anytime we have a kid break take a shot we, we only have like two or three an episode usually. That's true. That's pretty safe. Yeah. So like, yeah, we're not <laughs> we're not encouraging excessive alcohol, but enough to, you know, enough to get the party going. Now watch. This is the time we'll interrupt us like seven times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not wrong. So, but thankfully that was a good uh, session to, or a good interruption to segue away from me. To my on. assignment. Yes. To you talking about one of my favorite comics. House of M. Mm-hmm. Which, does House of M just basically mean House of Marvel? Uh, what is House of M? That's a good question. I mean, my understanding. Magneto? Yeah. Oh, yes. Is you know, you're probably right. House of Magneto. Yeah, oh. that'd be my guess. Or House of Mutant, House of Marvel. Oh, Mutant might be. Yeah, I think I could have multiple interpretations. Huh, yeah. Um, Anywho. Yes, please. Um. Yeah, this I feel like is probably one of the longer uh, comics that you had me read, but I enjoyed it. Have I ever had you read comic books? Yes. Oh, that's yeah. You're what right. What was the one that? Um, oh God, I'm just gonna even. I butcher. tried. I tried to get you to read Why the Last Man. I don't think that ever 
got any traction. The one, it's almost like a apocalyptic that like Western th- kind of thing that I was really into for a while. I mean, this was like years back. That's not the space one. Um, no, well, maybe. God, what was the space one that we really dug? It was like a know. space opera. Uh, oh, my God. It's it's on the tip of my tongue. You guys, it. we're so good at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't remember. I don't know. No, I haven't, I haven't asked you to read like, uh, never mind. I'm not going to remember I, I, a single comic yeah. book ever again. So, <laughs> yeah. But if, yeah, I feel like this is probably one of the, the longer ones that you've had mm. me, me mm-hmm. read. But mm-hmm. um, I enjoyed it. I mean, I had a lot of, you know, kid break interruptions, of course, throughout the week. As but you do. As I do, being a mom. Yes. Um, but yeah, basically House of M, I'm just going to kind of read it uh, the summary here. The Avengers and the X-Men have been called together to decide the final fate of the Scarlet Witch, whose reality-altering mutant powers threaten the fabric of the Marvel Universe. As the heroes argue for the life of their uh, former teammate, a wave of white light engulfs them all. In just an instant, the entire Marvel Universe is changed forever. Um, Yeah, I, I found this really interesting. I think when it comes to comics with the X-Men or the Marvel characters and uh-huh. a lot of them, it's hard to kind of keep track of who is who. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I dug how it got started with, you know, basically saying that, you know, Xavier is concerned with Scarlet, which talking about, you know, she's obviously not all quite right in the head and she keeps mm. making these altered realities. Yeah. Um, and so he talks to, I believe the, the, um, uh, Avengers okay. and the X-Men come together and right. basically want to make a decision. Like, do we kill her because we don't know how to fix her? Right. Um, or do we let this continue and, and try to fix her in some way? Yeah. Um, so they're trying to make the decision and they're having a hard time with it, obviously. So they want to try and meet with her and, and kind of talk with her. When they go to try and meet with her, um, they kind of get sucked into an altered reality. And most of everybody doesn't realize that this is an altered reality, except for Wolverine, I think, at the very beginning. Oh, is Wolverine the one? He's okay. the one that kind I of wakes couldn't... up and he's like, this isn't quite right. Mm. He's like with Mystique and he just is not is just realizing that this isn't normal. Do they get into that at all in the comic? Is it like the, the adamantium... Uh, exoskeleton he has or his regenerative abilities that allow him to not fully buy into the if they did get into it i i don't remember okay that's fine yeah um it just all of a sudden you know he he realizes that this isn't normal and you know um so he's trying to figure this out in the meantime he starts to meet he's trying to find xavier and Nobody knows who he's talking about. Yeah. Like everybody he's asking on the street, you know. Um, and I think he comes in contact with some of the other mutants. Um, that at the point, I think he comes with, uh, oh my God. See, in names, I'm not going to remember mm. any of these names. Um, Can you describe him? Uh, yes, he's a big black man. Probably Luke Cage. Thank you. Yep, it is Luke Cage. Okay. Um, I want to make sure I wasn't get that. Yeah, he fi- he kind Game of comes wrong. in contact with him. Luke yep. Cage has no idea who this guy is, yep. and um, you know, so he's he's trying to figure this out. And I they somehow, and again, I'm not gonna remember like every scene by scene here mm-hmm. because there was a lot that happened in yeah, the comic. Absolutely. Um, but they they meet a girl who was human in the 
actual reality. She wakes up and she realizes that um, it's not correct. So she's also like woke from like Wolverine, hmm. realizes that this isn't right. Okay. Um, and apparently she finds out that she is actually a mutant. Ah. Um, so she tends to help them. She's got more of like a psychiatric mutant. Like psychic. Psychic yeah. thing going on. Kind of like Emma Frost is kind of how they paint yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Emma Frost. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so she's basically can help people that think that this reality is real show them that it's not real. I was – I. it's been years since I've read this comic. I couldn't remember how people started to figure out they, were, they weren't in – their own reality. Yep. So she uses her power to show uh, them. Okay. Okay. And then they believe cool. Wolverine and be like, "Yeah, we need to do something about this." Well, who would? Who wouldn't? Hugh Jackman, right? Yeah. Right. Mm. He's a muscly Yum. man. Yummy. <laughs> <laughs> Yummy. That's, that's my Australian accent. He's Australian, right? Yes, he okay. is. I think so. Um, no. So uh, yeah, they they kind of realize that this altered reality is everything that all the mutants ever wanted in their life. Right. Like Spider-Man yeah. is with, I believe, Gwen Stacy. He's got a son with oh, her. Oh, Gwen Stacy? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, they find mm. him, and he's, like, crushed when he finds out the truth. Yeah, that, like, I remember that. Like, his uncle's gone, yeah. and, you know, Gwen Stacy apparently doesn't live in uh, some of the comics. Yeah, she's, like, the big first Lost? love of Peter's life. And, yeah, she, uh, Green Goblin throws her off a bridge, and she dies. Ugh. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he, he has a hard time realizing that this isn't his real wor world, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, and, uh, yeah, there's just a lot of, um, things that happen that I guess I'm not well versed with the, right. you know, universe, but, uh, just kind of fun to see, like, I don't know, just yeah. like different relationships and things. Um, well, and I like that Peter kind of has the toughest time dealing with it. Cause I think, uh, he has arguably lost the most of like any other Marvel character mm -hmm. in the world, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. in that universe. I mean, he lost his uncle Ben, he lost uh, Gwen Stacy. Um, I believe even Gwen Stacy's dad dies. Like a lot of people die uh, around him. He tries his best to help, but uh, oh yeah, and Luke Cage is like a drug dealer in the new universe or something. I think so. She's it's just like flipping through the comic now, and I'm like, because uh, uh, I think early on in Luke Cage's run. He's accused of being a drug dealer. I um, think so. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't read a lot of the older comics. I'm going off of just like when I was a kid. I used to read like the Marvel Encyclopedia. Well, all the time. Really? Oh yeah. You know, fun fact is that the same Marvel Encyclopedia that we got married with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of a Bible. Yeah. So we started off on the right foot, right? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. No. Um, no, it's interesting. Uh, Captain America doesn't have like any powers in this altered reality he's like an old man oh he never got the super soldier serum no Ooh, that's cool so it's like the team realized that he's just an old man yeah and they're like well he's no use to us so he's kind of like they just leave, well, him, be. They just leave him be it's <laughs> fair i feel like that kind of happens at the end of well spoilers if you haven't seen uh um end game mm. avengers end game uh which hopefully you have because that's an amazing it's movie. It's been out for a while. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, Steve Rogers, you know, he ends up kind of just becoming an old man and everybody's like, well, Which I feel like let him a, live out his golden years. It is such a good Twilight years, for him. whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, very fulfilling. Mm hmm. Yeah. So. But I found it interesting in this comic, like these uh, 
pages of the newspaper right that kind of cut in between um the chapters i guess you would call it mm-hmm. volumes volume number three four, i don't know yeah sure um that i found to be kind of interesting because it kind of gave you a a peek into different things in this yeah. reality. Yeah, because isn't the pulse kind of like a um, kind of gossipy magazine uh-huh. just just from the headlines like and seeing there? Or yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not like the Daily Bugle. Right. That's no. like a proper, proper <laughs> newspaper. Um, and then in the alternate reality, isn't like Magneto a major world leader? Yeah, he's almost sort? like the yeah. the president yeah. or the king or whatever okay um so yeah he inevitably got what he wanted you know and this whole time the team is trying to find charles xavier and they can't find him anywhere Mm -hmm. i think uh eventually emma frost finds um his like burial site like his headstone right okay yeah i remember that yeah um but then i think one of the other mutants again i'm not gonna know which one but Mm. uh goes down into the earth and says like there's there's not even a body in here oh interesting he's not here so okay you kind of think that he's alive somewhere yeah but we're not quite sure where he's at um and they're also trying to find scarlet witch in this altered reality i think sure. dr strange is trying to find where she is and kind of talk to her and say like this isn't right you need to put everything back to yeah, the way it was yeah. sort of thing yeah. um but yeah it's just interesting to see like everybody's struggle and people that are don't realize that this is an altered reality, yeah. you know, are kind of, so there's some good fights in, in the comic with mm-hmm. X-Men and the mm-hmm. Marvel, um, Avengers, I guess. Yeah. And, oh, and I think they, obviously they bring back, uh, Hawkeye because, uh, she had killed him, yep. uh, previous to this Yes. and brought him back and, um, he's all pissed off at her and wants to, to kill her. Yep. <laughs> Basically. All right, I think we've got another kid break coming. We kid got break? Kid break. Another tremendously successful kid break <laughs> in the books. I learned how to read in that time, so that was nice. Oh, good. What'd you do? Uh, drink. I yep. drank. Okay, so that's... <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a, a really good comic a lot of stuff happens in it yeah um they end up finding scarlet witch or dr strange does and she's got like she wants to protect her her son and that's, two kids or one kid oh actually it might be two i think it is I two. Th- okay sorry I, yeah i thought it might have been her like twin kids died and that's kind of what her what has unhinged her from reality mm-hmm. this is all years i'm gonna have to read the comic when we're done here yeah um so yeah so she's got her kids back in this reality right so she's really trying to protect them. Of course. Um, and, but, you know, Dr. Strange is, is trying to talk her into, you know, making this right sort uh-huh, of thing. Uh-huh. And um, I think, who is her brother? Quicksilver. Quicksilver. Yeah. Doesn't he know that this is an altered reality? Because he's kind of like a head a, a head honcho, big guy in the reality, too. And he, he's talking to uh, Magneto. Yeah. And he's, like, upset with him. Saying, like, you know, they want to kill her. You know, we're not going to let this happen. She's right. everything that, you know, I need in my life. Whatever. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't remember if he is aware. I feel like If he's maybe aware. because they are all siblings, well, two siblings and a father, mm-hmm. if maybe they're in on what has happened somehow. Right. Well, basically, with the uh, meeting with Dr. Strange, she kind of... Um, 
says something to the lines of, well, you know what, they're just, we shouldn't have <clears throat> any mutants at all. And she changes the, the reality again to where there are no mutant powers. The uh, the big line is she just whispers, no more mutants. That, yep. Yeah, that's that was a big, <clears throat> really big event in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, so she's super, so I mean, obviously she alters it again. Nobody has powers. Um, M- and mutants. Nobody, yeah. Specifically, no mutants, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so she thinks it's going to be like the best thing for the world. And then basically they start talking about, um, you know, our planet may not be ready to handle the sudden changes that have been upon us. And uh, what is it? Isaac Newton's law of physics for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Mm-hmm. So I'm asking what will be the reaction of taking yeah. away these powers, which it's interesting because at the the last page it shows you know the world and then a big source of power, yeah, kind of emulate and yeah. Just I don't remember if this leads into some Phoenix Saga stuff or what. I mean, not the Phoenix Saga that was like from the eighties, I think, but I don't remember where all that power goes. It might. Well, it's interesting because it like the world is also shaded too. Yeah. So it makes you think like, is that a being looking down on? that or right. you know what is that right i think we're gonna have another kid break here yep kid <laughs> break fantastic Get that shot ready. Kid break. so hopefully you guys took your third shot yep yeah feeling good <laughs> feeling good you can thank cash for that one if you don't drink shot of orange juice or whatever there you go yeah but uh so the reason i wanted you to read this of course we're talking about uh dysfunctional families and i would uh I would argue that uh, the, I, I believe it's the Maximov family. Yeah, because uh, Wanda Maximov, she's the Scarlet Witch. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Pietro's her brother, Quicksilver, and then the dad. Yeah. Um, Magneto. Mm-hmm. Mag- I don't remember his name. Anyways, very Mag- dysfunctional. Magnus, I think is yeah. what they say. Yeah. Um, but also, some like I, there hasn't been a, excuse me, new Marvel movie in. Over a year, mm-hmm. give or take. Mm-hmm. I really miss him. <laughs> miss him a lot. Uh, I've been dying to see Black Widow, uh, but WandaVision is coming out. Super I guess it's yeah for coming that. out early January. Mm-hmm. And there's uh, so again, it's going to be spoilers for recent Marvel movies, mm-hmm. um, but they're not too recent. So uh, in Avengers: Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, specifically in Infinity War, uh, Vision dies. Mm-hmm. Vision is Wanda's love. Yes. You know, and he gets killed by Thanos. Mm-hmm. And so in this WandaVision series, the idea is that she has maybe learned how to create new realities. Mm-hmm. Just like in this comic. In this comic, it seems like it's more done, maybe maybe not totally in her own control, maybe a little bit of self-defense. Yeah. Um. And I think in this new one, maybe she's just she's just kind of messing around, and she figures out she can bring Vision back. Mm-hmm. So I think she's maybe a little more in control of her faculties than in this comic. But there's a lot of talk of so uh, Disney bought Fox. Mm-hmm. Fox owned all the X Men properties. Uh, that's why they made the X Men movies, Deadpool, uh, all that stuff. Um, so now that Disney has all those characters back under 
you know, the same roof because Marvel is under the Disney roof as well as Fox now. There's talk of, well, I mean, they've got to bring the X-Men in to these to this MCU, this Marvel Cinematic Universe. The idea that a lot of people are postulating that this is the way in, whereas at the end of this comic, Wanda says no more mutants. Potentially, at the end of WandaVision, she may say, you know, more mutants, please, or whatever. I'm not a writer. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, very selfish reasons for me to recommend this one. One, because I like when you do stuff that I like because then it's fun <laughs> to talk about with you. Of course, um, of course. Yeah, I mean, No More Mutants is uh, is incredibly huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that uh, Ashley Olsen, mm-hmm. the woman that plays Scarlet Witch, she's done some press and stuff for WandaVision, and she even, like, references that moment specifically because uh, she talks about the history of vi- uh, of Scarlet Witch in comics. Uh, I just realized I don't think it's Ashley, but it is one of the Olsen girls. Uh, oh, yeah. It's Mary-Kate and Ashley, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, Ms. Olsen, if you're there nasty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she she even talks about that. And I, 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 really, I really think it's going to be the perfect way to formally introduce mutants because mm-hmm. the only quote-unquote mutants that we've had – in this world have been Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, but they in no way call them mutants or suggest that they're mutants because again, they didn't own the property at the time that uh, Avengers Ultron. Was that what it's called? I think so. Whatever. Yeah. Um, They, you know, they didn't own the rights, So they just said they were like uh, their genes were altered by, you know, a cosmic uh, cube or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just, uh, really pumped to see how they slowly start integrating, uh, X-Men characters into the MCU proper. And now this is just delving into me talking about comic books, but <laughs> I hope they don't do like the main five when they first start introducing these characters. Who in are the, the main universe. five? Like, uh, Wolverine. And honestly, Wolverine wasn't one of the first X-Men. It was Cyclops, Beast, uh, Angel, Jean Grey, possibly Storm. I can't remember. Um, and Wol- But Wolverine, I would count him as like the main ones because he's the most popular. You know, mm-hmm. he was in every single, almost every single X-Men movie. No, mm-hmm. I think he was. I think he had a cameo in the fir- in uh, X-Men First Class. Hmm. Um, so I... Uh, no, not everyone. D- God damn it, Gary. It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, so I hope they, you know, maybe start by bringing in a newer X-Men. Um, I'd even take Nightcrawler. I've always loved Nightcrawler. Mm. Uh, or maybe they would, like, swing hard and go with Gambit or something. Do you think they'll ever bring in, like, Deadpool? The, the, yeah, they've confirmed it. They have? They're absolutely going to make some more Deadpool movies. Oh, my yeah. God. I, they're, they're total money makers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure the first two made a ton of money. They're so good. They're really, they're a ton of, Ryan Reynolds is just amazing. Charisma on a stick. Born to know? be Deadpool. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, they're definitely doing some Deadpool movies and I could see that being like the main way they bring them in. Like mm-hmm. with WandaVision, they might just kind of hint at them or like, you know, maybe the end it'll show something. I don't know. You know, I feel like that's going to be kind of like a, not really full circle. So in the Deadpool uh, movies, 
he would always hint at like, oh, we don't have the budget to actually like meet some of the bigger right. guys. Right. It's almost like, okay, well, you know, the Deadpool movies are obviously making a ton of money and people really love him. Yeah. So yeah, we'll bring him in now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He could, he could totally break the fourth wall and mm-hmm. talk about, yeah, now they got, you know, Disney money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it'd be fun to see him make some like cracks at Mickey or whatever. Mm-hmm. If, if they, I mean, they should decide to go that way. Uh, yeah, I was even thinking today, nope, you know what? I'm going to dive into a rabbit hole, and we don't need to do that. <laughs> Everybody's got stuff to do. Let's not get into We're Garrett's coming up on an, an nerd hour corner. Here. Yes. So, assignments for next week. Yeah. Who's going first? I will go first. Okay. Because I'm a little excited. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, so, I think this is something that you've seen before. Okay. I'm going to give you a movie this week. Oh. Little Miss Sunshine. Yes. With Abigail something. I saw it a long time ago and really enjoyed it. Yeah. Haven't seen it in years. Yeah. I still remember the finale. It was really sweet and fun. So it'll be a nice little, like, refresher. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be a good time. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That That's, yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. What you got for me? So, I want to give you a choice. Ooh. Would you rather I have you look into... Movies or music? Movies. Okay. <laughs> you might regret that you said that. Oh, no. We'll so well, Why don't you tell me the two choices and then I'll pick? <laughs> nope. Nope. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll save the music one for the following All week. Right. So movies, I want you to watch at the very minimum mm-hmm. the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre Okay. and the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was a uh, Michael Bay film. Okay. So, any extracurriculars you want to do in that universe, please have at it. Like what? There's a ton of Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, a ton. So, just the original and the remake. Yes. Yeah. um, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so... Two movies minimum. At first, I'm like, how's that a dysfunctional family? And then I realized <laughs> which family is actually in that. So that makes a lot of sense. They seem so normal. <laughs> what, you mean them, like, spawning from each other is not normal? They spawn. Wait, what? What do you think <laughs> Texas Chancellor Massacre is? I meant incest. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> God, do they even suggest incest? I thought that's how, like, I don't, some of them came to be. I don't know. Incest. I guess that that's, that's not a huge leap in logic that they are an incestuous family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho. Okay, I'm excited. i buy that for a nickel. I like Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. Why not? Do you? I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Didn't know that. I don't not like them. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Learn, learning new things about each other every day. Yep. We're both very excited. Yes. So. Good deal. All right. Well, that's going to about gonna about do it for us about do it for us (laughs) uh so as always we have an email Mm -hmm. life well spent at yahoo.com no exclamation point no with garrett and amber just life well spent at yahoo.com if you want to suggest uh, something for us to look into during this month or if you have a theme for us for next month yes i was gonna say themes are totally welcome Mm -hmm. both you know, if you say, hey, here's a theme and, you know, some stuff you could look into. We still need a sign out, too. Oh, Help yeah. Still need a sign out. off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we uh, 
we know there's not like a ton of people that listen to this, um, which is totally, fine. totally fine by us. Love that we're, you're here. Yeah, we're not upset. We're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I realize how defensive that sounded. Yeah. It's fine. I don't, I don't, My feelings not I don't care. I don't want to be sponsored by a mattress company. It's fine. I don't give a shit. Beer. Yeah. Odell's, who are you? Yeah, what? <laughs> I've heard uh, some some uh, podcasts of like Blue Moons buy, bought some uh, ad time with them. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like really blue moon like hmm. i feel like that's just such a well-known and it is obvious beer who knows anyway i guess that doesn't matter anyway sponsor us please <laughs> yeah 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 if you know of any uh sponsors um premier industrial custom solutions a company our <laughs> friends own if you want us to talk about some panels on the podcast i mean we'll even give you a discount <laughs> Pro- promo code life well spent L- life lws promo code lws or you can follow us on instagram life underscore spent underscore yeah i really need to i want to start doing some like midweek updates yeah just like a quick little video of like in this case me watching little miss sunshine or something Mm -hmm. or um yeah yeah i think getting more active on that would be a ton of fun yeah just something i need to like follow subscribe we'd love it all please any and all thanks for listening yes thank you guys so much all right, sign off time. What do you got? Cause I got uh, nothing. I got a pee. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't think that's gonna stick. Nope, definitely not. not. Yeah. But I do, so we should wrap this up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to kind of have a silence there while you cross your legs oh, no. patiently. All right. Thanks, everybody. Love you all. Be good to each other. Take take care of old people and young people, dogs, cats. (laughs) Let's look out for everybody. Do you still have to pee? Yes. Oh, oh my God. God. I totally forgot. Okay. (laughs) Bye.